Ouch, listeners. Welcome to Ernest Goes to Podcast, Ernest Extra number three. We're taking down all our Christmas decorations and we've got a little bit of the post-Christmas blues, but there's still more to discuss about Ernest Saves Christmas. Can you believe it, Dave? No, Aaron. I cannot <laughs> believe it. Yeah, I mean, I'm just kidding. I, I, You know that I could talk about this movie <laughs> literally forever. And we had to cut so much, too. Yeah. Um, we have to give special thanks to Justin Lloyd for providing us with so much extra material. He sent us a couple of photos and oh, yeah. uh, a couple of articles just so we would not say anything completely stupid during sure. our discussion of Ernest Saves Christmas. Now, you know, sometimes we have like new listeners. Who is Justin Lloyd again? Justin Lloyd is the author of The Importance of Being Earnest, The Life of Actor Jim Varney. Oh, that's right. Jim Varney was Justin's uncle, mm. and it's a very comprehensive biography. So cool. uh, you should pick it up if you have any interest at all in the life and career of celebrated actor Jim Varney. Which you probably do if you're listening I'm to us, Yak. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, just look for the hot picture of Jim Varney on the cover, etc. We got um, it. And don't just right-click save it. Get the book, too. So we'll have to post the photos. I thought we would just like describe the photos to our listeners and not share them. I thought that was like a... <laughs> A fun way to sort of... Yeah, why not? So we should create a word picture. Yeah. <laughs> a six-year-old Jim Varney wearing Mickey Mouse ears. It's I've... foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. Yep. <laughs> Things to come. At Christmas time. Oh, that's right. Isn't that crazy? Yes. And um, also a photo of Jim Varney with uh, the two actors that play the elves. Oh, that's right. Kermis and Thisbe, the doomed lovers. Yes, and some kind of Disney person. Yep. Disney person. Disneyman. Also looks adorable. Everyone mm. looks adorable in this photo. We'll post it. Thanks a lot, Justin. Oh, he also sent us like a uh, a promo for Ernest Saves Christmas, right? Yes. We should Which... react to that right now. Hey, Vern, you've got to see my new holiday movie. It's called Ernest Saves Christmas. It's a great movie, Vern. And it's all about how I helped Santa out of this tough jam. And I have to drive the sleigh with all the reindeer. Let's see. There was Donner and Blitzen and Comet and uh, Shorty and Lance and Doc and Sneezy. That promo, when we saw <laughs> this- Ernest promoting his films. This promo feels like they had like two seconds left at the end of one of the shooting days. And they're like, quick, Jim, over here. Just like make, make something up on the- make something hey, up Jim, on, before you leave. Yeah, uh, make something up on the spot. You, he's, he feels like so harried and like- it's like, His oh, eyes yeah. are wa- stuck wide open. It's like, oh, it's a great movie. Like he, he like he doesn't say <laughs> anything. Boring. He doesn't say anything like flowery or thoughtful. It's just like, it's a great movie. Thanks, Ernest. The thing is, he finally learned the name Blitzen. Yes. But it pushed out the names of other reindeer. And replaced them with like Shorty and Doc and Lance. Sleepy. Lance. Yeah, who's Lance the, Lance reindeer? the reindeer? I want to see that film. Lance the blue-nosed reindeer. <laughs> and, and Vern, those reindeer made one heck of a mess. <laughs> That's what they choose to go to the title card of Ernest Saves Christmas <laughs> on. It's adorable it is adorable but it's also it's adorable in a way that's like jim Barney's just just making it work yeah uh god bless him but i always find it interesting when ad earnest plugs films oh boy that's a whole oh boy uh okay wait <laughs> no i don't even know how to understand this this is Ernest promoting a movie as himself mm-hmm. in which he is playing himself, himself. Yeah, that's confusing. Ernest hit the big time. I guess so, yeah. That's... Can you imagine Vern's like, hey, hey, Vern, you said I'm in a movie. And Vern's like, are you freaking kidding me? Yeah. Like, <laughs> are you serious? Like, how? Vern's just come back from one of his hospital visits because he's 90 years old. Hey, Vern, you'll never guess what happened. The guys, <laughs> big, big ups at Disney discovered me and I'm going to be I'm going to Hollywood. And Vern is just like, what? What? Vern, I need to borrow your truck. The red carpet premieres tonight. You won't mind, do you, Vern? Yeah. Poor Vern. Vern's always joking like that. Vern watches Ernest's rocket to stardom with like, and just like a single tear. <laughs> 
a single tear, just like Iron Eyes Cody. Vern played by Iron Eyes Cody. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, listeners. Uh, anyway. Um, oh, um, also in Justin Lloyd's book, you can read about the whole rigmarole with the reindeer's antler shedding. Oh, yeah. Around the time of Ernest Saves Christmas. He also helped us figure out the writing credit situation, okay? So when we watched Ernest Saves Christmas, yep. we took note of the writing credits. Ed Turner. And two other guys, a story writers, mm-hmm. and we didn't see any familiar names from the Ernest Brain Trust, and we were we were like confused. We were like, "Did Ernest writers not write on this movie? That seems impossible because sure. Ernest is being as flowery as ever." Oh yeah, and that seems impossible that they didn't write on it. So as it turns out, and thanks Justin and Stephen Leisure for this tidbit. They did write on the movie. They could not get story credit because they would have had to join the Writers Guild. And at the time, the Writers Guild was on strike. Right. And so they just avoided it entirely and got uh, additional dialogue credit. I was curious if Jim May was Vern in Ernest Saves Christmas. Oh, man. And it doesn't seem like I couldn't find his name in the credits. I, I checked IMDb also. I don't think it was him, which is odd because it feels like Vern. It does feel like Vern. Maybe there's like a Vern training camp. Jamae's Vern training camp. You just go and you learn how to duck out of the way with your camera. <laughs> Optimum distance to Barney, six inches. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was in the spirit of Vern. Oh, sure. Oh, no, absolutely. For I sure. mean, I think it works. But it, but it's nice to know that the Ernest Varian Trust was involved in the script. Right. Because I, I was really confused. Yeah. Speaking of the writing... Yep. And all the amazing lines that Ernest has. And Ernest Saves Christmas. I don't think my parents have ever listened to this podcast. Okay, I'm really curious where this is going. But. Yes. I watched the movie with my mother. My father knew this. He came to me a little bit after and he said, oh, I watched that Ernest Saves Christmas movie. I really enjoyed all his malapropisms. Ah. And I said, what? <laughs> and he's like, malapropisms. I was like, what? I, turns out, Dave, we should have been saying malapropisms this whole damn time. I mean, I'm just picturing an, an, an exchange between you and your father where you just say the word malapropisms a dozen times. Malapropisms. Malapropisms? I mean, I'm frankly embarrassed that I didn't know this word. It is what Ernest does. Malapropisms, as it turns out, is the mistaken use of a word in place of a similar sounding one, often with unintentionally amusing effect, as in, for example, dance a flamingo instead of dance a flamenco. Which, Uh, if anyone was going to dance a flamingo, it would be Ernest Ernest P. Worrell. (laughs) Yeah, so that's what Ernest has been doing. I can't believe I didn't know this word. Yeah. So prepare listeners to hear it 5,000 more times. (laughs) Next week. Malapropisms. It's quickly beginning to sound like not a word because we keep saying it over. Malapropisms. Moving right along. What's that word? Malapropisms. Say it again. Malapropisms. You know, speaking of things that we couldn't quite make out from uh, Ernest's uh, mouth, there's a song that he sings as the snake snake, farmer. The snake farmer. Yeah. And um, you were convinced this was a song from Worrell Family album. It is. And it is. More specifically, it's a character from the Worrell Family album. Right, right, right. Who in the family album is named Lloyd, Lloyd Worrell. Thank you to Louis Nera for pointing out that what Lloyd is singing is the hymn Rock of Ages. By Def Leppard. No, by Augustus Toplady. I'm sorry, what was that last name? Never mind. Got it. I said what I said. So Rock of Ages. It's actually a lovely hymn. Rock of Ages, left for me. Let me hide myself in thee. Oh, that's all right. Oh, Just take the truck on over to stage five. Now, come Where me? Let me hide. I 
so like thematically does it have like relevance to like him talking about his dead son from snake bites um, or whatever what what i think is happening mm-hmm. is um i'm a devout christian dave and that's not it that's not a joke i actually am right but i'm not familiar with this hymn because it's extremely old-fashioned what i think it is is a kind of person that we're not familiar with gotcha an aging conservative man from the country interesting who mumble sings hymns to himself I feel like this is just a himself. person. Yeah, I feel like this is just a person that we we don't personally have experience with, but other people are like, "Oh yeah, I've met that guy." Interesting. I buy it. I would actually love a whole album of Lloyd singing the hits. <laughs> Sixteen songs by Ktel, three LPs or two CDs. <laughs> That's Amazing Grace. <laughs> that girl is Pison. <laughs> that girl is Pison. That girl is Pison. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, sold. So that's delightful. Can I talk about something that I find delightful? Absolutely, Dave. There's... This is get it all out now. We will never talk about Christmas again. In Until fact, I'm going time. to destroy Christmas after this. <laughs> what are you, the Grinch? <laughs> Ernest cancels Christmas. We... <laughs> <laughs> we, t- we we talked a little bit about um, Ernest pulling a rider truck out of thin air to get the sleigh mm-hmm. and the reindeer away. Well, and and after he does the monologue that, <laughs> yeah. that we played on the last episode where he talks about his rendezvous with destiny, um, he immediately runs over to the door and opens it and hits his head <laughs> right into the door. It is so well-timed, I can't even tell you. And it's just like, thunk. I will not allow us to miss our rendezvous. I think my favorite part of that is the sound he makes when the door hits him in the face. The sound never stuck with me as much as the, uh, just the physical humor of it. What I love is that it's one shot. It's one continuous shot of Ernest running out. He does... Sometimes I wish this was a video podcast, Dave. Oh, Because sure. this one shot is beautiful because Ernest runs in, arms flailing in all directions, like he's a cartoon. Yep. And then he stops and changes his posture completely to do the well, monologue. He does like a pointing. He's like... He's doing something. Or no, it's a, or you know what he's it reminds doing... me of? It reminds me of like Bugs Bunny opera stuff. Yeah, well, he's, he's he like does a conducting. very dramatic pose yeah. with his hand. Yeah. Yeah. But he snaps into that after running out like a like, like a, a marionette. Yeah. And then he snaps into this pose. Then the elves snap him out of it by calling shotgun. Yeah. He flails out of that pose, runs over to his truck, pulls open the door, and immediately hits himself in the head. Yeah. And it's just it's so well timed. And you the, know what it is? The things that Jim Vardy can do in one shot, it's, I think it's at earnest. That's what it it's is. It's all one take, yep. His timing is so Precise. Precise. Yeah. I've watched that one shot that's about like 10 seconds long a million times. That doesn't surprise me in the slightest. I wish if I was an animation teacher, all my students would see is just Javardi all freaking day long. It was just like, look at it. Look at what he's doing here. Look what he's doing here. You know what? That would work, man. It would. They'd get a great education. <laughs> you know, another line that I like that we didn't mention at all, mm-hmm. but I just have to call it out because it took me forever to understand what he was saying. But it's when the tree falls out of the truck, the tree that Ernest rescues on the highway. Right. It falls out of the truck. Ernest goes, ah, as it falls down. Whoa, little tree. Stay calm, Tannenbaum. I'll get you out of this. He goes, stay calm, Tannenbaum. I'll get you out of this. It's just the fact that stay calm, Tannenbaum rhymes. And he says it so melodically. Yeah, I don't remember that line. I really That's pretty enjoy funny. That. I like the idea of calling trees by name. Well, he sings, oh, Tannenbaum. Does he say, oh, Tannenbaum, oh, Tannenbaum, oh, Tannenbaum, oh, Tannenbaum? Uh, I, yes. Yes, he does. <laughs> That's the alternate version. Yeah. 
German. So also, I had asked about when the elves say don't blow it Elrod to yeah. Ernest, which <laughs> you found out what Elrod meant. And can you explain that to me? I don't know that I found out what it meant. I mean, the, the closest <laughs> what I can... What did you find out? <laughs> the closest I can... What does he mean? <laughs> I do know this from the biography, the importance of being Ernest, that Jim Varney actually did play a character named Elrod. Oh, really? Elrod Napier, I think. It was a character from Jim Varney's stand-up routine, I think, in, like, the 70s. Okay. Where Elrod was just, like, a little 10-year-old boy who sat in front of the TV all day while his mother worked, asking things like, what time is it? And are you cooking beans? And since I've never seen the routine, I cannot do an impression of it. (laughs) But um, maybe someone You kind of made him sound like Baby Ernest from your uh, What time is it? Are you cooking beans? I'm going to assume that's how it was delivered. But um, I have no idea if maybe the the elf watched the Merv Griffith show and <laughs> saw Jim Barney's and Ernest looks at her like, have you seen my stand-up? Yeah, I have no idea, dude. I mean, that's the only Elrod I've ever heard of. Yeah. Apart from Elrod Hubbard. I thought of that too. <laughs> that's the only Elrod I can think of even tangentially related to the Ernest universe. Hmm. Well, I'm I buy it. I don't know that I do. <laughs> Does anyone else have clarification? Does anyone know what this elf is talking yeah, about? Please, please help us. Please. What else, Dave? What else? Well, um, before Christmas ends forever. Um, there's also weird uh, name coincidences or stuff, like how uh, the girl who played Harmony was named Noel and born on Christmas. Mm-hmm. More than that, the composer of this uh, film, you know, I thought about this when I was uh, listening to the edit because you very nicely placed the score of the film under the beginning and end of the episode. And the score of the film was done by composer Mark Snow. Oh, come on. Who uh, is probably <laughs> most known for um, uh, the X-Files theme and I think he did some... Uh... Actually, I looked for the composer credit and I couldn't find it in the actual movie. Yeah, it's in the beginning in the uh, Norman Rockwell Coca-Cola okay. section. Yeah, it's great. It's a great I oh, love yeah. this score. It's very... It's rollicking is how I would describe it's it. It's merry. It's it is. goofy, but it's sincere. It's got a little bit of like a... Um... Like a Back to the Future kind of a vibe to it. There's lots of uh, a little bit of a Sylvester thing happening. Yeah, just a little I like bit. It. Yes, I like yeah, it very name, much. You know, then, it really puts me in the spirit. It's like Ernest and Christmas. Absolutely, and but then it's like, did they hire him just because his name was Mark Snow? Oh, sure. No, no, Dave. It's destiny. I think right. you're finding that's, that's what it keeps coming that back the to. The stars are all aligning. Stars are out to, to make. make Ernest happen. Yeah, it was a supernatural event. Well, chemistry is very important. <laughs> Uh, we also got a couple of articles here provided by Justin Lloyd, and like one of them kind of stuck out to me, Dave, because it reminds me of looking at the Rotten Tomatoes score for Ernest Saves Christmas, which is 38. Yeah, don't remind me. This article is to promote Ernest Saves Christmas. What's it say? Well, I just want to read the opening line to you. Okay. Okay? It's very low. It's a loaded opening line, let's say. What does it say? It says... Since the incredibly dim-witted Ernest P. Worrell hails from North Carolina... Already incorrect. Go on. Parents in the North might figure the obnoxious character is the South's revenge for the Civil War. What? Does any part of that make sense to you? That's like... <laughs> that's what like, are you talking about? I, I legitimately do not know. I mean, what it sounds like is, oh, we're going to hook him with this... We got a killer joke for the very beginning. It's but like, it's not based on anything true. And it's not even like funny or... You know, it's people trying to be... It's I, people trying to be funnier than Ernest. That's the thing. And not succeeding. Not just trying to be funnier than Ernest, but above Ernest. Yes, They're, that's that's, that's exactly it. Yep. Above the It's like, the well, level we, we, of we all know, right? We're, we yeah. all know that we're better wink, than wink. this. Yeah. Yes. No, you're not, actually. But <laughs> like... 
there's a trend in even when they're writing about Ernest to promote him, there still is like a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You kind of hate this, right? But your kids love it. And it's like, and it's the same thing where it's this movie having a low score on Rotten Tomatoes and you found a review from the New York Times. Yeah, it was from around the time the movie came out. And that one describes Ernest as, quote unquote, a bumbling yokel whose vocabulary consists almost entirely of the words, hey, Vern. That is very not incorrect. true. Yeah. Extremely incorrect. We've talked about how Ernest is the perfect intersection of highbrow and lowbrow. What I think happens is that people take a quick look at him and only see the lowbrow. Oh, sure. There is something very much like not they, wading in anything past the, like, like the very shallow mm-hmm. end of it. Yeah, they see his cap, they see his denim vest, and they go, got it. People are really very dismissive mm-hmm. of Ernest. It's weird because we have this podcast that, you know, we're tongue-in-cheek about examining Ernest, but we actually do very much admire... Oh, I genuinely think Ernest is great. Yes. I mean, I don't think all of his movies are of the same Certainly not. quality. But, but I think as a creation and as a character and certainly as a performance, yes, there is value there. There's there value is... and there's substance. Agreed. And there's this sense of elitism when people talk well, about Ernest. That's what my brain was trying to get back around to. It feels, yeah. like, it feels like... They're like, oh, I see what this guy looks like. I get it but they haven't actually looked at what he's doing. It reminds me of art school. Mm. It reminds me of people being like, oh, I see what you're making, or I see what you're making this with. I immediately know everything what you're doing, and let me tell you how to do it better. It's very elitist. Elitist is the right word for it. Yeah, and I feel like that's almost why this podcast kind of needs to exist. Mm. Because I think Ernest is underrated. Oh, yeah. Even 30 years later. Absolutely. And I do kind of appreciate the fact that when a movie comes out and you're reviewing a current movie, you're going to be harder on it than a movie that came out 30 years ago. I think if people reviewed Ernest Saves Christmas now, they'd be able to see a lot more value in it because... Time heals the wounds that no one can see. Well, distance provides a bit of perspective, I think. So I appreciate that reviews at the time and articles at the time were just seeing Ernest and he was on TV a lot and you're like, oh, there's his face again. And some of it maybe could be like hype aversion too. Like, yes, exactly. uh, geez, this guy again, can we just get rid of him? Yeah. Also an element of like oversaturation, I think too. Yeah. But I don't, I honestly don't know that. I mean, it's Ernest wasn't like the Beatles. I mean, he wasn't like freaking, <laughs> you know, I mean, he was popular, but he couldn't have been like ubiquitous in the sense that sure. these other personalities are. He, he, was, he was a worldwide phenomenon. I think a lot of it is just looking at him, seeing a stereotype and going, okay, that's all it is. Yeah, like if you think about it, like they tried to make a show out of the Geico Caveman. That's true. Like conceptually, that sounds stupid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've never seen any of that content, yeah, so I yeah. can't speak to it. But if you came at it from like, oh, that guy from the TV who sells like Toyota things. How like do you, how do you, Christmas how do you movie. pad yeah. that out to 90 minutes? I can't imagine. Like yeah, just people yeah. can't like wrap their brains around it. Yeah. The success and the phenomenon owes just a lot to the fact that there is extremely talented actor behind it. Oh, and, yeah. and without that, yes, it wouldn't be what it was. But I hope that 30 years down the line, people do start to revisit Ernest and realize that there is more there that they may have overlooked. Sure. Not, not that every Ernest movie is to the level of Christmas. No, c- certainly, certainly not. not yeah. but, Unfortunately not. But there is value in the character and the, there is a lot worth examining about the character. Definitely. Time is the great equalizer. And I think what we're finding now, we've talked about the 30-year rule on this mm-hmm. podcast before. And I think we're finding a lot of people that, you know, like you and I, are coming out of the woodwork and being like, oh, yeah, Ernest is a thing worth celebrating and worth revisiting yeah. on a regular basis. 
Um, that might be the perfect segue into the location video that we watched. It was on a YouTube channel called uh, Adam the Woo. Yeah. And uh, it was just uh, these two folks kind of going and revisiting all of the, the locations from Ernest Saves Christmas. What year did that come out? I don't even remember. I think they did that in 2012. Okay, so... Not so long ago. Yeah, but like two decades after the film came out. And that was pretty cool to see. It was neat. You know, films are like magical lands of like fantasy, especially yeah, when there's like Santa actually. Claus walking around trying to find his sack. Um, so it's neat to this see... This is where Jim Varney smushed his face against the glass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, neat, it's neat to see like the intersection between the real world and magical fantasy film land. Yeah, really. Yes, yeah, so it makes you feel like this land is special. <laughs> it's, oh, yeah. It's like, oh, Ernest did walk this earth. <laughs> You know, and it's it's funny because like one of the places I've always wanted to visit from a movie is uh, those dinosaurs in California from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Oh yeah, and that's like such an iconic thing as opposed to something like the Orlando Children's Museum, <laughs> which is just like the Orlando Children's Museum or the train the train station. The train station, that yeah. That video is interesting because when they go to the train station, it's like almost this, exactly the same. Yeah, it was surprisingly. It was crazy. Yeah. They still have the old phone booths. The Children's Museum was actually quite different. They had mm-hmm. done a lot of interior remodeling. The train station did not disappoint. Yeah. No, it was... Uh, I feel like we need to make a road trip. We might. <laughs> we might. We might. Yeah. Adam the Woo also did a camp... Ernest Goes to Camp locations video, Oh, too. really? I didn't yes. see that. Oh, cool. He also has a video where he visits uh, Jim Varney's gravesite, which is actually also very touching. Wow. We'll have to link to his YouTube channel. Yeah, and yeah. Can check out I mean, these videos. I mean, should check that out. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. I feel like there's always going to be more we can say about Ernest Saves Christmas, but we're going to have to start wrapping up. Like, what else? Well, can I just say, like... Last minute thoughts. Uh, once, once you edited the episode and sent it to me, I just walked around like on my commute to like listen through to do the, the usual the QC. Qu- the QC. Yeah, the quality check that we always do. And I was just like smiling like a goofball thinking Good. about this movie. because <laughs> I was like, uh, I love Ernest Saves Christmas so much. And like our discussion of it was really fun. And again, just it's always nice to come back to. It's like an old book that you come back to. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, I don't remember this part of it. Or, you know, just revisiting old things and finding new stuff in them. Yeah. You know, it's not like the the work doesn't change, but you change and then you notice new things. And it's it's lovely. Yes. That's kind of a great way to look at Ernest 30 years down the line, too. I like it, too. And I, I know I hope everybody listening to this podcast is revisiting and finding new things in this franchise that they never realized. Or like, I hope it's, I don't know, bringing some kind of fresh insight stirring the pot as it were yes yeah and if you are having those insights be sure to share them with us there are a myriad of <laughs> social medias and emails uh we i think we can take uh we, do we have a peel box now we probably do should we have telegrams because if anyone sees Teletype? one of those know what i mean t-shirts you gotta send it to me oh yeah i really want one please like and follow our facebook page ernest goes to podcast i mean you can also find us on twitter and tumblr all the episodes are posted actually i think a tumblr is kind of the main site where i'm starting up the ernest goes to podcast myspace page <laughs> uh, please don't we only have one follower his name is tom i think uh and please do rate and review us on itunes oh yeah that definitely helps us in terms of uh algorithmically being, it helps yes, somehow. being visible to the uh <laughs> all the apples of the world and we'll see you next time or you'll hear us next time for okay. further installments of ernest goes to podcast what's happening next time Aaron? 
well, Dave, we're going to Disneyland. <laughs> Did we just win the Super Bowl? What's happening? <laughs> no, Ernest won the, the 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 coveted position of being the first man to ride Splash Mountain. Ah, that's what we'll be doing the next episode. That's the thing. Okay, I that guess, is a uh, thing. Until then, listeners. Well, this has been Ernest Goes to Podcast. Ernest Extra Number Three. More Ernest Saves Christmas. <laughs> Christmas is over now. You may all go back to your homes. Good night, David. Merry Christmas. <laughs> and Happy New Year. Take care, everybody.